Hello, this is Willow. Today I'm just gonna tell you a story. Could be like five, ten, seven minutes long. Well, I'm just gonna tell you a Jack and Yanta story off the top of my head. No, actually, I'm gonna read you on my own. Cause why not? Uh, let's see. A nice shortish one. Let's go with. I know exactly which one to read you. I actually have no idea which one to read. Oh, I know. Let's go with... Let's go with, let's go with. Yeah. Hope you've all had a good day today. What about Yanto's trip to the future? You may or may not know have... You may or may not have read the story or stuff but okay so november 1999 yanto was waiting outside the hairdressers for his man he didn't want to wait inside to and watch people snip bits of other people's hairs because it wasn't interesting instead he sat on the old bench just outside and took pictures of some trees opposite with his brand new camera half a, after half an hour the small welsh boy decided to stretch his legs little so he took a short walk across the road he stepped off the pavement on one side but he didn't reach the pavement on the other instead he found himself on the beach yanto hastily looked around and saw nothing but sand sea and grass in the distance he could make out a house being the only place he could really go yanto made his way to the big white house on the seafront he didn't know where he was or how he got here but he but one thing was for sure he wasn't in Wales anymore. It was way too warm for it to be Wales. It took nearly half an hour for the seven-year-old to walk to the house, and when he did manage to get there, it had started to rain. So he carefully went up some steps before he clenched his small f- hand in a fist and knocked on the door. Only a few seconds went by before a woman in her late twenties opened it. I'm sorry to disturb you, ma'am, but I'm lost, Yanto told her. His parents had told him what to say if he ever got lost. Dread filled his body when he realised that she didn't understand a word he said. Why didn't he think about being in a country with people who couldn't speak English or Welsh? The woman must have seen his face because she opened the door wider to let him in. He waited in the hall for the woman to call the police or something. And she went out of the room and came back with a man. They talked to each other for a bit in Yan- in words Yanto didn't recognise. He would be in a lot of trouble when he got back home. The man went out of the room and the woman indicated for Yanto to follow her, so he did. She took him to a room that looked like a dining room and pointed to one of the chairs so he sat down. The, mo- the woman left. Yanto peered around the room and saw there were candles everywhere. He couldn't see any electric lights at all, nor did he see any torches. The rain was now heavily pelting against the window and little boy was very glad he wasn't outside anymore. In the corner of his eye, Yanto saw a boy his age standing by the door. The other boy saw that Yanto had noticed him and he began to speak in the language Yanto didn't know. Yanto bit his lip and stood. The other boy came closer and put out his hand for him to shake. Yanto took it and the other boy spoke again. He sounded like an introduction. Javik, that was his name. I'm Yanto, Yanto said. Yanto, um, Javik smiled. Yanto? Yanto nodded. Jack, Javik went out and came back 
in with what looked like a whiteboard. Yanto's class were the only ones to use them at school. Everyone else used a chalkboard. The whiteboard got put on the table in front of Yanto along with a whiteboard pen. Yanto stared at it, but he couldn't put words because Yanto, because Javik didn't know them, but he could draw pictures and numbers. He remembered his dad said had told him that everyone recognised numbers as they were the same everywhere. The Welsh boy picked up one of the pens and drew a stick figure of himself and the number seven. He then drew a house and his mam and explained everything to Javik using words he might understand. Yanto then rubbed it out and then drew a half circle he labelled Earth. Javik picked the whiteboard up and looked at it in shock. Earth? he ex- exclaimed. He shouted something out and the woman, who was obviously Javik's mother, came running. The two of them kept talking in frantic voices every now and again Earth was mentioned. But what was so interesting about Earth? It wasn't like it would be helpful to get Yanto back home because they were all on the same planet, weren't they? Just then, Javik grabbed Yanto's hand and dragged him to the room that looked just like his bedroom. Javik went to a shelf and brought down the book which looked like a dictionary, a very old dictionary. Yanto looked up and saw some translations. It was English, but different. Next to it were words that were probably in Javik's language. Yanto took the whiteboard and translated from his own language to Javik's. He wrote, I'm lost and I don't know where I am. Yanto handed it to the other boy, who rubbed it out and wrote something of his own. Yanto looked over his shoulder and saw that Javik wrote, You're on the Boshian Peninsula. He had never heard of that place. It could be someone in somewhere in America. Javik had an American accent. Javik realised that Yanto had no clue where that was, so he took a whiteboard again. He thought about what he was going to write carefully before he wrote it. You're on a planet called Boshane. My dad went to find a historian who could speak Earth. Yanto looked at him in horror. A different planet? But his dad had already told him that there weren't any other planets. Did this mean Javik was an alien? He took the whiteboard. Are you an alien? He wrote. Javik found this extremely funny. Where have you been living? The twenty, no, the thirty-second century. Okay, that's another thing Yanto found confusing. No, it's nineteen ninety. Javik stopped laughing. You're from nineteen ninety, but it's fifty eighty-six. Yanto didn't know what to say, so he changed the subject. How does this dictionary know what I want to write? Fifty-first century technology. You won't understand it. Javik put. Just then, Javik's father came in and spoke to his son. Javik scrunched up his face and began to translate what, it, what his dad said to Yanto. He said you came through the rift in time and space, but we might be able to get you back home, but it comes every seven years. Yanto bit his lip. I'm not going to get home for seven years, but my dad will get mad if I don't show up for time for dinner. And Javik sighed. We'll get you home, Yanto, I promise. Yanto nodded and sat on Javik's bed. Javik's dad said something to Javik, and Javik turned back to him. I've got to help with dinner now. Will you be all right here? Yanto nodded again. Javik and his dad left the room and Yanto took off his shoes off. He opened the dictionary up and the first word he saw was alone and the next was freedom. Maybe staying here for the next nine years wouldn't be that bad. But he knew one thing. He had to learn the language, so it was a good thing he had a photographic memory. He started with the most important words like please and thank you. After about an hour, Javik came up to pick him up. He held out his hand and Yanto took it. 
They made their way down to a dining room where Jack's parents and a small child were sitting down. Javik pulled one of the chairs out and told Yanka to sit on it. Javik sat on the one next to it and said something to the younger child. There's a lot of small sentences in this, isn't there? Javik's dad got up from the table and went to a nearby cupboard. He got something from it and came back, um, came up closer to Yanto. It looked like a purple sticker, and Javik's dad stuck it right below Yanto's ear. Javik then spoke, and Yanto understand. I can hear what you're saying now, Yanto told him, completely amazed. Javik grinned. It's an intergalactic translator. It lets you speak and understand any language. He shook Yanto's hand again. Let me introduce myself to you properly. I'm Javik Protofain, and I'm eight. That's my little brother Gray, he's five. That's my dad, Franklin, and my mother Catherine. I have no idea how old they are. Yanta giggled, I'm Yanto Jones and I'm seven. That's an unusual name, Franklin commented. Yanto shrugged. Back in Wales every other person's called in some form of Yanto, and most people in Wales have the last name Jones, Williams or Davis. Javik crossed his arms. I like it. Jones, Yanto Jones. You sound like James Bond, Yanto commented. Who? Javik said. Yanto opened his mouth in shock. 51st century and they don't have James Bond. Catherine laughed. It's probably in a museum. Now are you boys going to help set the table? The three boys nodded and followed Catherine into the kitchen so they could carry out some bowls. It only took a few minutes and soon enough the five of them were sitting on at a table and piling food onto their plates. Food that Yanto had never seen before in his life but his mum always told him it was good to try something new. On this colony world, the main source of food was a rare type of rice only found on this planet and fish. Well, Yanto thought it was fish anyway. It certainly tasted like fish. After dinner, Javik took Yanto back up to his room. He needed to educate his new friend before they went outside because sometimes it got really dangerous. It had started to get dark, so before they sat down, Javik lit some candles and put them around the room. He also turned on his fairy lights because candles sometimes didn't give enough light. Don't you have electricity? Yanto said. Javik shook his head. Not yet. The leader of the colony said it won't be ready for another five years. How many people live here? Yanto questioned. Javik sat on his bed and Yanto followed. This side of the river, over only about a thousand. We handle the fishing and alert the others if we see any big storms coming. On the other side of the river, there's about 50,000. That's where they work in the fields in the trading system. It's also where the city is and the market. Yanto looked out the window. It's big. Very big, Javik agreed. Dad told me we've only explored 3% of the planet, but it's getting bigger. I'll show you around tomorrow. Yanto nodded. Is there any rules? Javik rolled his eyes. Of course there's rules. The main ones are simple. No stealing or hurting anyone. Mum gave the house rules to be polite and respect other people if you want respect, he told his friend. Gray and I also have to do a certain amount of work to be... to get some free time. You get free time? Yanto asked. My dad told me that I shouldn't waste my time doing things I like because life is full of disappointment. The older boy sighed. Well he's silly. Maybe, Yanto said. What's your time like? Javik asked. Yanto bit his lip. It's boring really. I have a sister called Rhiannon and her mum and her dad and I go to school and I come back. On Saturday, on Sunday we have roast dinner and on Sunday, Saturday, (laughs) Dad gets us tickets for a rugby match. Javik leant back on his bed. That does sound boring. He told him. On Saturday, Gray and I go to my uncle's and his and his new boyfriend. So we have lunch. Well, mum and dad have uh, help with the fishing. 
Yanta laid down next to him. Boyfriend? Yeah, what's wrong with that? Javik gasped. Oh, I forgot. The 21st century was stupidly backwards and prejudiced. It's not our fault, Jack. It's just how we've been brought up. Oh, dear. Spelled it wrong. Never mind. Oh, dear. Yanto told him. Javik took his hand. You're not against it, are you? Yanto thought about it for a second. I don't know. I'll try not to be, but my dad said it's wrong. Javik looked, turned his head around and looked at him. You don't have to listen to him, though, he told him. You being his proof that your dad isn't always right. I know, Yanta said. What's having a boyfriend like? I don't know, Javik committed. Sounds fun, though. Yanta rolled his eyes. Javik saw it and laughed. You're going to have to get used to me speaking like that, Yanto. You're stuck with me for the next seven years. Poor me, Yanto said back. Well, that is chapter... No, wait a minute. I've already got a little bit left. Okay, I'll, con- I'll continue reading. Yanto finally settled back after three weeks of being with Javik and his family. Javik and Yanto became best friends and spent as much time as possible together. Soon enough, Yanto had gotten through- used to the routine. They had to wake up at around seven to have breakfast and to get washed and dressed. If they didn't want, need to go to school, then Yanto, Javik and Grey would go across the river to get some bits from the market. Once a week, they were allowed a certain amount of money to get something small for themselves, whether it be some sweets or a new game or something. In the afternoon, the boys helped the adult workers in the colony with whatever they could. Mostly it was fetching and carrying. In the evening, Javik and Yanto helped Catherine with the dinner and after that they played in Javik's room. A year after Yanto had arrived, he had stopped worrying about his dad's words and started having his own opinions about things. He had met Javik's uncle and his boyfriend, and he enjoyed going to see them. Yanto always asked himself why did people in his time not like the idea of two boys or two girls loving each other. He asked Javik this once, and he told his friends that those people were silly. After Yanto had been there three years, he didn't need the translator anymore because he could speak the language on both Shane fluently. At this point, Javik had asked him to be his best, asked his best friend if he could teach him English and Welsh. Yanto told him that he could only speak Welsh because his grandmother refused to have any other language inside her house. Five years went, and Yanto couldn't imagine another life. He loved running through the sand with Javik. Grey came to play with them too sometimes when they had, and they had the time of their lives. That was until the planet got attacked. It was an ordinary day and there were lots of people on the beach getting about their work. Yanto, Javik and Grey were just looking for some fossils in the rocks when they heard a shout. They had no idea what was going to happen, so they waited for somebody to tell them what to do. Frankly came up running to them. Get out here, take Grey and run. He told them them frantically. He ran off and Yanto felt himself free to the spot. Javik took Grey's hand and Yanto's hand and the three of them ran. But Javik never realised that he'd let go of his brother's hand. Yanto noticed so and pulled back. He fell over, he explained quickly. Go and get to safety. Javik looked uncertain but kept running anyway. Yanto ran to where Grey had been, but he wasn't there. Instead, there was a creature, but he had never seen it before. It was like it was hard to explain, but it looked like it was terrifying. He felt someone grab his hand and he turned. It was Javik. Yanto, come on, it hasn't seen us yet. Javik pulled him over to a hole in a tree and pulled him in. Be quiet. He held onto Yanto's hand. Don't put yourself into danger again. Yanto bit his lip. I was just trying to find Grey. He's all right. He's smart. Um, Javik told him, but he sounded uncertain. The younger boy held his friend close. Yeah, he'll be all right. Yanto, when Yanto was 14, he knew it was 
almost time to go. He didn't want to leave, but he knew that he had to for his family's sake. He loved it on Beauchene, and a part of him loved Jack. The two of them had become even closer together the past two years because of what happened to Grand Franklin. On the day he had let go, Yanto didn't want to get on on the day he had he had to go, Yanto didn't want to get out of bed. Yanto, you have to go at some point, Javik told him. Yanto turned over and looked into his friend's eyes. Why do I? Why can't I stay with you forever? Javik grinned. Oh, you'd like that, wouldn't you, Jones, Yanto Jones? Maybe I would. Yanto grinned back. He sighed and sat up. How long do we have? About an hour, he told him sadly. He looked to his chest of jaws and saw the camera. Can I keep the camera? Yanto shrugged. Might as well. You have more use of, for the photos we took than I do. I suppose, Javik said. Half an hour later, Yanto and Javik made their way to the rift where, where the rift would come up. Yanto threw his arms around him. I'll miss you. Javik turned around and wiped a tear from his eyes before looking back at Yanto. I'll miss you too. The rift opened before Yanto walked through. Jack kissed his cheek. Don't forget me. I can never forget you, Yanto told him. He stepped through the rift and found himself in Cardiff, just outside the hairdressers. Yanto took a deep breath and walked away. He could always come back in seven years, but Javik said he would leave Boucher and join the time agency as soon as he was old enough. Before he could manage to walk through the police station, Yanto sat back down by a nearby bench and thought about the last seven years. But he was, he he then thought about the future. He saw a man in the World War Two greatcoat walk by, and Yanto made up his mind. He was never going to see Javik again, so he was going to do something great to make him proud. He knew Javik would look him up as soon as he could. Yanto went to the police station and made up a story about escaping his kidnappers. It was a few months after Lisa had gone all cyberwoman in the hub, <laughs> and Yanto was bringing Jack his coffee. He placed it on Jack's desk, and he saw something. It was a camera, but it wasn't just a camera, it was his camera that, had ta- that he'd given to Javik nearly ten years ago, or three thousand years in the future, depends on how you see it. Jack came through the office door and stood still. Yanto held the, fo- the camera in his hand. You knew all this time. Yeah, I didn't know it was you at the beginning, Jack told him. You said there were lots of people called Yanto Jones. Yanto looked down at the camera. Does it still work? Jack took it from him. It didn't for a long time. I didn't have batteries. Why didn't you say anything? Yanto said. Jack shrugged. I didn't want you to get hurt. Yanto couldn't say any th- stay and still any longer, so he hugged the other man. I'm not going to get hurt, Jack. You're, you're the immortal one who has to... Who's going to have to see me die? How did you know I was immortal? Jack asked. I know anything. Did you find Grey? Jack pulled back. No. I'm sorry, Yanto said. Not your fault, Jack told him. Yanto paused for a moment. Can I kiss you? Jack tilted his head. Okay, that's random. Yanto grinned. I know. And he closed the gap between them and kissed him. It wasn't It wasn't long, but it was raw with emotion. Jack pulled away from it and smiled. Not bad. Learn from the best, Yanto answered. And that is that. And that, and that, oh my goodness. 20 minutes. I said 10 minutes, and then it's 20 minutes. Oh my goodness. I'll see you later. Bye.